I'm alive. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Polygon Forest. I am Ubisoft concept artist, Vin Hill, and I am joined, as ever, by the indie developer, Mr. Christopher Jarvis. Hello. Uh, Chris, I heard you got a cold. How's that going? I do, yes. Apologies. Um, I'm still ill. We didn't do an episode last week uh, for the same reason. It's, uh, yeah, it's not a good one, but what can you say? I just, you know, staying in my room and being all pale and bound to get... Uh... Orange juice. That's the way forward, my friend. Yeah. Like that's the way that will fix everything. So I oh, just sorry. sweep down orange juice, and people are like, "Well, you'll get you'll get the runs." It's like, "Well, diarrhea is better than a cold," so I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. That's that's the advice that you can take. Hot take uh, from this. to start the episode with. And if you do like that advice, then please like and subscribe. Uh, make sure you hit the bell icon so you can be notified when we do start talking about diarrhea again in our next episode. Um, but until then, we've got a few games to talk about. Um, today, yeah, we've we've got quite a bit of uh, negative news, but we're going to try and be positive about it. We'll look at, we'll try and put some uh, positive spins on it today. But we've got um, <clears throat> Battlefield to talk about. We've got some stuff surrounding uh, Activision that's been um, hot in the news over the last couple of weeks. Stuff sort of moving around that, as well as some sort of stuff with the Game Awards, which finally got its uh, nominations out. And I think the Game Awards is in a couple of weeks. I think it's like on the 9th or something. So it's, it's pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about all that. But first, Chris, it's been a couple of weeks, sir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What have what have you been playing? I heard it's a long list. <clears throat> it's a very long list uh, because we've had a couple of weeks and it was my boy's birthday. Um, and so I bought him a Nintendo Switch. So now I'm up a console. <gasps> so, well, so what, yes. all right. What's the first game you put in the Switch? Like this is, this is the important question. The first game we put into the Switch was Super Mario Odyssey. And you got two thumbs up from me. It, that is a, yeah. an amazing choice. Well it's played. Such a good game. And especially yeah. two player mode. Especially two player mode where it's like a parent and a child because they're at that ability is not great. It's introducing them to Mario where the controllers, you know, the controls are still the same as um they've got all the ones that are from Nintendo 64. Uh, and so I could I could play the game instantly. Like I had all of that, you know, inherent knowledge built in when I started to yeah, play the and game. He, and he's learning the motor skills, sort yeah. of thing. And he's learning. He's like, how do you do a ground pound? And like, how do you do a long jump? And like, well, you just have to press these buttons here, and it's just all like it all just comes back back to you. It's great, yeah. and it looks amazing. It plays great. Levels are amazing. The sound is really good. There's some tracks in there that I'm like properly jive into and it's just like now this is a mario game and it's got a pretty cool soundtrack like what's going on because that was one of the only things that was you could say was limiting uh back mm. on the n64 days and right. so yeah it's been ages since i played mario i've watched lots of videos of mario and it's always looked fun and it is so much fun and so innovative like the way that they play with the game's designer there's this it there's so many different uh things you can do in that game it's like not just a platformer game it's just there's, there's so many different things you can do because obviously you're throwing the hat on different things it, yeah. and the gameplay changes with each one of them it's just it's brilliant and i'm just getting yeah, I, I so many absolute, ideas for my I game absolutely blast that game still that like when take that when i got my switch that was my first the first game i picked up because that was the only one that like really stuck out to me and i really really wanted to play that one and it just i, I don't think i don't think i've had as much fun with mario as a <clears throat> with that like as, as since like Mario 64 I think that was the best one that I've played like Mario Sunshine and all that sort of stuff Mario Galaxy was okay but I, I didn't quite click with like the, the worlds 
like <coughs> the Wii and stuff like that. But Odyssey was just like that. I don't know what it was. It just sucked me in and started a blast with it. It's a great game. Yeah. So I've been really loving that. But it was pricey. Like I bought the console secondhand and I bought from game. I, was, I bought uh, the, the game secondhand as well because I just could not. I just couldn't afford it. It's <laughs> expensive. Yeah. So Nintendo haven't got that money, unfortunately. And I bought um, <laughs> another game, which I won't say in case he won't see the podcast. But in case he sees the podcast or someone spills the beans, I've got another game for him f- for Christmas, um, which will remain a surprise until Christmas. You just have to wait for But again, okay. I couldn't like get... So excited. Whole, it, it's not like back in our day when our parents, like you could splash out and here's like a bundle. I couldn't right. do that with the Nintendo. With I couldn't do that with the the Switch. I couldn't get a bundle. I got like one game because it's all I could stretch to. Uh, so it's just like, damn, that's expensive. It just feels yeah, expensive. Yeah, it's it's always been my issue with Nintendo, and it's it's a problem I will forever have until they sort of rectify it in any way. But not having meaningful sales is just such a it's such a pain when it comes to like Nintendo stuff because like even now it was I, I was making a joke about it on Twitter because I was I was scrolling through Amazon. It was like deal of the day. This was before like Black Friday sales. It's like deal of the day, Breath of the Wild, and it was like fifty four dollars instead of sixty. And I'm yeah. like, that is hilarious. And yeah. this game is like five, six years old now. Yeah. And I screenshot it and put it up, and people were just laughing at it. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. And it's, yeah. it's that is the case. That's just how it is, man. Like they yeah. just do not ever have sales. Yeah, I, I, I've been doing Christmas shopping, and I was like, if I've got any money left over, I'll get Breath of the Wild for myself, like as a treat. No, it's not happening. Like it's yeah, just too expensive. rich for my blood. Like. I've got yeah. all these Game Pass games that I'm still working my way through. There's no way I'm going to splash out that sort of cash on yeah, that. Yeah, the hard thing about that when it comes to Nintendo games is like, you can say like, ah, oh, no, it's too expensive for me. Like, I'll wait for a sale. It's just yeah. the problem is there never is a sale. sale. Yeah. <laughs> like, there is, no. it never comes. I've just got to save so, up for it. Like, like the old days, yeah. I've got to save up for it and then buy it. Like whatever. Price I don't. I don't like. I don't normally advocate for people to buy like trading copies of anything because, like, I sort of look at the trading industry as bad as the piracy industry, in my opinion. Just that's just my personal opinion. I'm not saying people shouldn't like buy trade-ins or trade themselves. Mm. It's just like the way I see it is that once the money has been passed to like the first-hand customer, like the money's only then going between like GameStop or Game in the UK or whatever. Yeah. And they're keeping all the profits like the next time it gets resold, like the developers never get like any profit from that second sale. Yeah. So it's as bad as piracy, like at that point, um, in terms of like the profit gain for the developer, regardless. But like, this is the game that I would say, yeah, go go and find like a second-hand copy on a game or something because yeah. you'll probably get it for about, I don't know, 20, 30 pounds instead. And then yeah. it'll be, you know, like the condition won't be any worse because cartridges, that's the good thing about Nintendo games. Yeah. Like they're never like as messed up as the covers might be, like they might still be, like the game will still probably be solid as a rock. So there's always that. Yeah. I'm not at any issues. Um, but yeah. But that's, uh, yeah. So we've got a big old list to get through here, Ben. Don't know yeah. If come we're on, chip through. away. Keep going. What, uh, yeah. what I'll do is, and I'll, that that was like the, the big one to talk about. I'll talk about all the ones I've spoken about and then whatever, t- you know, takes your fancy, you can, you can I like this. have a go. Yep. So I've yep. played the Battlefield 2042 multiplayer because that's free. We'll talk about that in the next we'll section. We'll talk about the next one. <laughs> Le- Lego Batman 2. Freaking awesome okay. game. Okay. Which is the old console. Was so it, is it, did you you play that on Game Pass or? So I played that on Game Pass. Yeah. So okay. it's a 360 game and it holds up. It's freaking awesome. Uh, Hollow Knight. Which is nice. Awesome. Got things. Well, I got some reservations about that. I was uh, playing. The, oh, okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about that like a tiny bit. Like, okay. Don't, don't go too much. 
So what, what's your reservations the, the, about it? The, the, the headline is like love the art style. The gameplay could be quicker, and it it didn't need to be a roguelike. Didn't mm. need that. It, it's got like back in the old days, they'd have called it a dungeon crawler. Well, it's technically a um, ah, what's the word I'm about? Metroidvania. That's Metroidvania. what it technically would be. Okay. There's so many subcategories of like indie platformers now. Yeah, but it's technically a Metroid. I know. I know what you're saying though. It didn't need to be. Like, I, I think. I think it it helped hold it held back by holding on to that. Hmm. And uh, I wanted to power up quicker. I wanted to level up quicker. But no, it was like, no, you're right. gonna spend these hours like grinding away, and yep. um, especially the art style and the fact that it's quite cartoony. I think that they've missed a whole huge of <clears throat> amount of potential audience by having yep. that difficulty. Like the the enjoyment again, the enjoyment people get from it is from grinding and it being difficult and just doesn't need to just there's no need there's plenty yeah, of I mean, games. We, we we spoke about this like when i played it but like, <clears> i <throat> i was absolutely loving the game like i thought it was great like i really like metroidvanias in general anyway so mm. like i was i was i was really happy about that sort of direction on it anyway but as soon as i hit one of the worlds that was just ridiculous like i just really it just felt like it was designed by a different person yeah i just did not like it whatsoever it just it just turned me off completely the difficulty ramping yeah like really really quick like Like enemies that you can't kill and then it was just a load of like trial and error stuff it just it felt different like it didn't feel like the rest of the game and i'd already been through like five of the biomes at that point and it was like the sixth biome that i came across for people that have played it that are listening to this and they're Mm. wondering which world i'm talking about it's the uh crystal mines like oh, the pink okay. crystal mines um and it just felt different it just it, it was not enjoyable it wasn't fun anymore and i just could not get through that section i was like yeah um i'll come back to this and i just never have it just never i never felt i need to go back to it the but, fungus yeah. was hard the fungus like the mm. the mushroomy one that's difficult everything exploding and stuff yeah I, I, and again it's fun, like it would have been better like for, say better like for me just have Absolutely. more yep. just have more health yes i understand that that's painful and i shouldn't be doing that and uh, like the game's telling me you need to kill these things or dodge these things i get that but don't make me pun- don't punish me for my for my ignorance yeah like i, I don't that doesn't feel fun you should never play a souls game I know. You know, it's just like that's how, like, you walk up to a trash and like, oh, okay, gold, right? And then you open the chest and then a, a fucking hand comes out and I, slams you against the floor. Yeah. And, you, and you're like, oh, great, thanks. Like, how how would I know that? And yeah. It's just the game is teaching you through punishment. But yeah. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. It's very much like it's strange because thinking about sort of Metroidvanias and stuff, like in terms of games design, they're so different, like, compared to other platformers. You have to literally design <clears> around <throat> that aspect of it, like, yeah. in terms of slow work in your your player and, and like making things really difficult so they have to really think about like the animations that are going to hit and you know there's a lot of that and that's what players like about it but if you're not into metroidvanias like it's it's always like it rubs people the wrong way but i yeah. totally get what you're saying so yeah i got that kind of that rubbing unwanted rubbing mm. and it seems yeah, like you right. you got it as well with difficulty the, like. un- the unwanted rub that's the uh the technical <clears throat> term for playing a game that you don't like too much in the games <laughs> industry these days it's too much too much rubbing too much too rubbing much we just need to not You're rub right. yeah <laughs> and we'll be all right okay moving on <laughs> 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 of course uh halo multi- holy oh sorry apologies it's my cold scream on my brain the halo infant halo infinite multiplayer there you go yeah you got it uh forza horizon 5 again still loving that game it's freaking awesome we can talk mm. about why 
let's we can talk about it again further along when we're talking about the game awards. Right. Uh, Jurassic Park Evolution got that on Game Pass because I heard Evolution oh, the, Two. Oh, was the out. first one. The first one out. I played the first one. Okay, yeah. Freaking awesome. Like, I love that game. So good. Oh god, I could talk about that game like for ages. It's one of those games that sleeps on a lot of people, but the people that play it, it's love brilliant. it. You, you know, it's really good. Yeah. It's, that, like, especially if you're a fan of the IP, like if you grew up yeah, with movies. That difficulty like, ramp. Making a Jurassic Park. It's great. That that difficulty ramp was difficult but rewarding. Mm. Uh, and I re- and I think they've really nailed it to to get the maximum amount of people like invested, and then like lo- enjoy the challenge of that when it gets difficult. I think I think uh, Jurassic World Evolution Two is going to be my um, Christmas game. I think we're going to buy that for over the holidays, and I'm just going to play that for like three weeks. Because that one's then... got flying dinosaurs and like sea dinosaurs as well, isn't it? Oh, you're speaking my language. So but, uh, yeah, I really I re- I'm really looking forward to yeah. like, sitting down and actually playing that game. Yeah, if it's if if it's the same people that did the first one, then they're gonna they're gonna knock it out of the park, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Surgeon Simulator <clears throat> on the on the Xbox. Mm. Terrible game. Yeah. Terrible. Like <laughs> hurt, hurt my eyes. Uh, made me feel woozy. Um, really. The okay. controls are <clears throat> just rubbish. Uh, it's meant for it, it. You play in VR. Don't play on a console console with a controller. Just don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's that. Battlefield Five campaign. I played mm. <clears throat> the French campaign when you play like the uh, African French uh, soldier oh, yeah, storming the castle. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> I wasn't impressed with that campaign. Had lots. Yeah, of it's very much. It problems. was very. It's very thin. Like it was. Um, the AI like they just was. Just wanted to get into multiplayer. Yeah, the AI was stupid. The frame rate was dipping out. Like. Nobody's business. I was thinking, I'm playing this on the Xbox Series X. This should be... Yeah, it should be locked. It should be solid. Yeah, rock. but it wasn't. Um, so I was, I was, that was sucky. Um, uh, yeah, the Battlefield 5... Uh, that Battlefield 5 campaign. Uh, and that, yeah, there we are. That's the end of the, that's the, end of the list. That's the list, guys. Okay. <clears throat> um, but uh, you've been playing games, I'm guessing. But you look, by the looks of it, people are watching on the YouTube video can see behind Vin that he's got some boxes packed up. So maybe he hasn't had that much time to no, play many I games. Really haven't. Yeah, I mean, certain situations, like the reason why we were off uh, last week as well is because I'm I'm currently uh, in the process of moving house. And uh, as you can see, boxes. And the Watch Dogs Legion isn't a shield. <coughs> it just happens to be that, by the way. I'm not. You know, I did work on that game, but I'm not, like, I'm not just shilling it. Like it's not a billboard to go and play that game. You just can make it off. online. Just showing off. Yeah, right. I worked on this game. No, I don't. I don't do that. Um, but yeah, the the one game which I have been coming back to because it's very bite-sized and, and I'm able to just play it over and over again is one that you've been playing as well, which is uh, Halo Infinite. Hmm. Um, I had no faith that Halo could ever come back, honestly. Like I thought, really? you know what? Yeah, I thought like Halo 3 was a long time ago, man. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Um, we're talking like 2008. Like it came out. So that was the last good multiplayer Halo, I guess. Halo 4, I recently replayed that and I was surprised how good Halo 4 was. Like people really gave that game a hard time and I don't think it deserved it. I think people should go back and give that game a good shot because it's really good. Hmm. There Um, was a community solid. There was a community after after that died down that played it for a long time and uh, saw some videos of stuff. And yeah, they, they did do a good job. In, a, in the end so halo 4 is great um halo 5 guardians though is a 
bag of hot garbage. Like I don't like that game whatsoever. Um, I really didn't enjoy that one whatsoever. And then after they finished that one, they've sort of just disappeared for an entire generation. 343 really haven't done much else other than uh, work on Halo Infinite. Hmm. So when it came about and people were like, yeah, Halo Infinite's coming, I was like, yeah, I'm excited for the campaign. Like, I don't really care about the multiplayer, though. I think that's that's a that's dead. dead. It's done. Yeah. It's not, you know. We've moved on. Be, yeah. Right. There's People are into Call of Duty and, and, and Fortnite and stuff like that now. Yeah. Like, they're not going to go back to Halo. That's insane. Like, Battlefield's about to come out. Yeah. That game looks really cool. Like, why, why the hell would anyone, like, go back to Halo? Like, that's, yeah. that's the last, that would be the last horse I would have bet on. But holy crap, am I having fun with this game? Yeah, um, and they come I out at the not... same time, didn't they? So it's Battlefield twenty forty two. The 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 multiplayer was was free on Game yeah. Pass and and Halo, the same sort of time. And yeah, yeah. Halo. And it's not even was they're not even like uh, it's insane because Halo isn't even a full game yet. It's a beta, mm. like and it's free. Yeah, and it's like you can just play it, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> you could just play like, it. This shouldn't be this good. Yeah, and the fact that I'm, I had I this much fun with the Halo and not like the other ones is beyond me. Like I, I thought, like, okay, yeah, I'm probably going to jump into the Halo beta. Yeah, have a couple of games, try it out. Have a couple of games, get bored of it, and then yeah, I'll go. It's not quite. Yeah, and then yeah. I'll leave, and then I'll go back to like playing Battlefield, and and uh, maybe I'll buy like Call of Duty and, and get into Vanguard a little bit. Yeah. Um. No. It's really that way, did it? Yeah, it's so good. The the assault and rifle it, is just amazing. Like the, it's just, it. There was a, I think it was a Kotaku article where they've like they've finally done the, the perfect, like uh, yeah. starting the assault rifle. Rifle is yeah good. Like you can you can uh, zoom in with it and actually get like good hits. Um, it feels balanced. It feels fun. <clears throat> like and it's really fun. Like uh, there was a tweet by um, Danny O'Dwyer on uh, Twitter and he was talking about this and it like I cracked up laughing out loud because I totally agree with him. He said, it's really funny watching, like I really enjoy going into Halo Infinite as like a 30 plus year old guy, like uh, almost 40 or whatever, because like you're going in with all these kids that have no idea how to play Halo and they're all like hopping around, like doing their thing and we're just murking them for the first time. Like we're actually like beating kids yeah, because like they've been so... They've been They're getting used so to good being hopping around. I've killed so many people right. that are hopping around like bunnies. I'm like, what are you doing? Just, <laughs> yeah, right. just stand there and shoot me like a man. Like <laughs> it's the zigzag that you're gonna do. Like if you go left and right, like it's hard to yeah. actually hit them. You're like, oh, just strafing. So, yeah, <laughs> it's all that strafing yeah. and not hopping. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's really funny because like this is the first multiplayer game I've picked up and I've been good at like day one. Mm, yeah, because like I've got I've got all that memory from playing Halo Two and Halo Three. Yeah, that I'm just. It's like, oh yeah, like this is like riding a bike. I'm just picking this up and it's and it's great. Like yeah. and it's fun. And it's so basic and simple. And it's just it's just like Halo is back and every single yeah. weapon that they've put into this game is tweaked to perfection, in my opinion. Like I, I yeah. haven't really come across like an imbalanced sort of weapon. Everything's great. Uh having a lot of fun with it. Like the only thing that I really have a problem with right now is it's not really anything to do with the game, it's it's more to do with the fact that it's a beta. And the lobbies that you put in is just I've, random yeah. game modes. I've had some problems um, with the lobbies. I, I, I there was one evening that I couldn't play because the that was just kicking me out all the time. So yeah, yeah it's not been seamless by far. But right. <clears throat> we had some fun. We played, didn't we? We, we, we yeah, were... yeah, we, we we played a couple of games together. We had fun. Um, the, yeah, I mean, the only like I was saying with the lobbies though, it's like because it's random game modes. Like they'll throw you into an oddball game, yeah. which I really love. Like them games are great like i never thought i'd really get into those mm. but the problem is is because it's randomized and people aren't choosing what they want to actually play um 
the people that want to play games like Slayer are just playing Slayer when they're not playing Slayer. So they're playing a game of oddball, people aren't playing the objective. Sure. And it's infuriating because you're just like, dude, there's a big icon on the screen saying yeah. go here and do this. And yours is ignoring it because you want to kill dudes. Yeah. Same with capture Which flag. Which I get. Like, yeah. Right. Capture flag is a big sort of bigger offender of this. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than that, man, Christ, <clears throat> game feels great, solid. Um, never had problems really getting into too many lobbies. I know there's been some problems on like the UK side, but over here is like there's it's been absolutely rock solid and I'm just having an absolute blast with it. And since playing this, I've just been eating up every single piece of media from like the campaign stuff because the way people are talking about the campaign they're saying this could be like the breath of the wild moment for halo yeah i've heard when, when good things there's a lot yeah. of like weird things like that surround that sort of statement it's like wait what does that really mean the breath of the wild moment for halo really but, successful and right like, so i think it means a combination of hugely successful and fan favorite and cultural impact i guess yeah, I'm reinventing the wheel so it stays significant. Oh, like relevant and stuff like that, which is which is all great news. But like I've since learned, like I, I had no idea before. I thought it was just like a standard Halo game that they were making. But apparently this one's like semi-open world. And I had no idea. It's not it's not co-op, though, is it, on day one? Uh, um, I don't think so. Yeah, no they, they took that out. And yeah. now, now that I know that it's open world and how systemic it is and how like... Like you'll just be running through the landscape like you are in any other open world game, and you'll see something off in the distance. You're like, okay, I'm not going to do the main mission. I'm going to go for there and see what that is. And like trying to organize that like co-op mm. sort of thing, like there's a lot yeah. of design yeah, issues guess. they have to fix and sort out. Yeah. So I I, I kind of get why now. Like if it was just a standard single like single player campaign, like corridor game. game. Yeah, I get that. Right. I think I would totally understand why. People were mad that, like, wait, why isn't co-op, like, day one? Like, that's weird. But now that it is, like, this open-world systemic thing, it's sort of like, oh, okay. Now I now I get it. Yeah. So maybe they'll introduce it later on once everyone sort of played the campaign, possibly, and then it's just, like, yeah. having a laugh and chilling out with friends and stuff. But, hmm. but yeah, I, I'm really excited. The, the weapons are really cool. Like, did you check out all the new weapons? Yeah, so, so much you, fun. Like the, they've got a uh, Fiesta-like thing. They've got an event running at the moment, which is like all of the uh, Covenant weapons. Like, yeah. And they're all like overcharged ones, but you can go and try those out and they're all completely different. And there's some really new ones in there. And like the Spiker is really fun because it's a one-hit kill and you can basically use it as a bolt action rifle. Yeah. But it's like really cumbersome to reload and, and stuff. And it's really yeah. well-balanced in that respect. Like it's, Yeah. Oh, it's great. I like the reload of the, of the assault rifle because it's quite a long time as well. So it's... I like right. the balancing on that. So you really you do have to sort of, it just adds that extra element of tactics. Yeah. Um, which is really good. Yeah. So all, all in all, really excited for that. Can't wait. And I'm having an absolute blast with it. Like yeah. I can't, I can't say enough good things about it. And I never, like I, like I said before, I never expected yeah. to be this excited about Halo, but now that I've been playing the multiplayer and seeing all the stuff online, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited for this game to come out in a couple of weeks. Like it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. And if anyone's I'm wondering, if any of the viewers or watchers are, are wondering, then Vin, I, I think it's fair to say that you're probably a better player than I am at the old FPS, at least at that. Sure. You yeah. were, you're higher up on the no, leaderboard <laughs> when we were playing together. But I, was, I wasn't I was often at the bottom. <clears throat> I saw my, like, the only thing I ever say to people, like the only aim that you should get is to try and get either more kills <laughs> than you, get, so you should get more, like 
like more ball time with the with the odd ball. Too many innuendos in there, not to lie. <coughs> ball time, yeah. Right, it's okay. Yeah. Everyone it. likes ball time. Everyone likes ball time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, as long as you're having fun, though. I mean, and we had fun. That was it. And in contrast, uh, Battlefield 2042, I played mm-hmm. the multiplayer. you got a lot to say. The thing I just want to I, say I wanna, is... I want to hear what you say first. Like, that's the... That's the thing. It was fine. Like, I had no problems with the multiplayer. Um, it was people just going in and trying to figure out what the maps were. Uh, I got caught up in a tornado. Um, and then it flung me out of the map. Yep. Um, it was more difficult than Halo, but I still managed to get more kills than any other uh, Battlefield or COD in recent right. in recent years. So whenever I play a Battlefield or COD, I can maybe get one or two kills a map uh, every match sometimes i just won't get any because there's all these super pro people so it was quite refreshing going into a big map where people didn't know what they were doing and i could get some kills in yeah yeah i mean god where, how do i even start to unpack this thing i mean i was super <clears throat> excited about battlefield i mean we spoke about it a lot yeah um we talk we talked about it almost every week like yeah. every time there was new stuff we'd go and watch it we even did like streams of us like reacting to it and stuff. Yeah. I was really excited about this. I'm a huge Battlefield fan. I've been playing them since Battlefield uh, by Company One. Um, huge fan. This is by far the worst Battlefield game I've played. Without Hot a doubt. Take. Hands down. Yeah. And, and, and people might disagree with that, but it's this is the least amount of fun I've ever had in a Battlefield. Um, I know it's the first week and stuff. Um, I, well, the first, yeah, it's the first couple of weeks. But the game just isn't there yet. It just mm. doesn't feel finished. Like that's the only way I can really describe it. Like I'm sure it will get there. And in a year's time, I'm gonna pick it up again because like spoiler alert, I got to the end of my like third game and I was like, you know what? This isn't good. I'm <clears throat> gonna ask for a refund and mm. see if I get it. And it was granted and I got a refund from Microsoft. I no longer have the game. Um I just this is not worth the the money to me yet. Personally, and I just couldn't. So what, what were your issues then specifically? Can you break it down and what the what the problems sure. were? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I was playing on Xbox Series S uh, X, sorry, to uh, give some preface to this. But first thing I noticed was the game does not look that good. Um, it doesn't, like the trailers do it a lot of justice and, and really show it off in its best light. But when you're actually playing the game, it's very empty. It's very big. Um, when you do get into like an interior of a building or something, it kind of looks like an Xbox 360 game. Yeah. It doesn't look that fantastic. I understand like the scale of the maps and stuff. Like they have to sort of accommodate for that, and they've only got so much system memory, mm. and they've got to like pile all this sort of stuff in. But like the 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 actions outside, and you're sort of like my my wife is playing a video game, so she's reacting to Astro's playroom right now. So yeah, if you hear any like she's having a good time, she's having a good time. She's she's enjoying it. But yeah, like when when you're actually like outside and stuff, and like all this cinematic, like a tornado goes by and a plane like crashes into it next year and all this sort of stuff. Mm. Like it looks great then, but like anything outside of that, like if, when you're just like in a secluded area and you actually start taking notice of the environment, it doesn't look that good. Like when yeah. I was on Xbox Series X, I was expecting a lot more, especially because I bought the uh, like the cross gen like version of the game. It's mm. basically a paid upgrade to the next gen version. And I was playing that and it just it just did not look that fantastic. That was the first thing. Second thing was just how it felt. Um, the net code in particular, like how the um characters were moving around, how laggy it was. It felt like I was walking through tar, like yeah. in the in the 
game modes that I've got like the maximum amount of players. Yeah. Like it just a lot of lag. Like I was rubber banding, which basically means the connection can't keep up with you. So as you're running forward, like as you're catching up, like it pulls you back to move forward. So it feels like this jottery, like you feel like you're, you can just feel it. I can't really explain it, but yeah, it was a lot of that. Um, God, what else? The weapons like aren't that fantastic. There's like one assault rifle, which is pretty decent. Um, everything else is sort of very average, medium to poor. Like they've uh, average to poor. Sorry, they've got like the instead of having the set classes of battlefield. Sorry, I'm going on a rampage right now, but this is this is like I am unpacking stuff. Yeah, and people that play battlefield will understand this. But the normally in battlefield they have a class system which is uh, like assault, recon, support, and uh, medic. Like they're your four classes that you always had, and you had, you had to pick them, and then each of them classes have their own weapon sets. But in this new battlefield, they've actually got like a character system. They've obviously taken influence from stuff like Rainbow Six Siege and Apex Legends and things like this, where it's personalities now. And these personalities have like might have a sniper rifle and they've got like a wingsuit. And then another person might have like a little turret that they can set up that could shoot people automatically. And if you're close to it, then it actually shoots better and it's got better accuracy and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So they've all got these unique, cool abilities, which, you know, like to each their own, but Battlefield has always been that, um, you can that pick class up stuff system. and yeah. Yeah. And what this unfortunately <clears throat> does, like this new system that they sort of picked is it removes um the need for team play as much like it's very much about you as a solo player and then it sort of removes a lot of the teamwork aesthetic like behind battlefield and yeah. it just feels like there's a lot of people playing by themselves just running into the into the fray sort of thing but i uh, just and, and this is before the actually like the absolute myriad of bugs and issues that the game's got you can go and look online they range from egregious to hilarious just like I don't know, like airboats or whatever, you know, like the water swamp boats that they have. Yeah. Like they're like on the first like few days that game came out, they were actually stronger than tanks, which was didn't make much sense. But it was like, all right, yeah, whatever, I guess, because it's a balloon. Like if you just shoot it out and it pops and it like floats, like that would have been funnier. That would have been hilarious. That would have been hilarious. But they, they didn't unfortunately do that because that, that would have been great. But like people figured out that if you flip that, like the, uh, the hovercraft, that's what they call it. If you flip the hovercraft onto like the side of a building, you can actually ride up the side of a building. And no one had like thought to like look at that in the code, I guess, because like why would anyone ride up the side of a building and one of these things if you could? It's well, just not something you know, to think they're, about. They're taking out helicopters with quad bikes, so you know. Exactly, right? So it, makes <laughs> it doesn't sound sure, too crazy. Yeah. So there's like all these fucking hover crafts like going up the side of all the skyscrapers. It's just it's bananas. But there's a lot of bugs. Uh, Did you play the campaign then, or no? You didn't even play the campaign. Even... No, I don't even think it has. I don't even think it has a campaign. It hasn't got a it? campaign. It's just a multiplayer game. Then I think it's just a multiplayer. They've got the multiplayer, and then they've got the um, they've got something called Portal, which people are talking good things about, but it's still very undercooked. Apparently, like they've still got a lot of work to do on it. Is and that this where you is... can have the forties planes with the jets on one side exactly. and the Nazis? So on you one can side. sort of customize your games however you want. So you can have a game where everyone's just got like rocket launchers and knives, or like everyone's got knives and the uh, like the medic paddles, and that's the only thing you've got. So it's just people running into battle all these things, and yeah. like in the middle of nineteen forty-two or something. You know, it's just hilarious. That's which, like gold that, knives. That stuff's like cool. Slappers only and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's that that stuff's cool, but I think it's got a long way to go. 
but when they when they get our stuff up and running and it'll be great and that's sort of where i land on this whole thing is that the game just is not done yet yeah it's just not finished and you can feel it like when you play it it's not it's not tight it's not it's not polished there's not enough content there like there's no campaign um portal has got a lot of ambition and it's got a lot of potential it's just it's not quite there yet either i think in a year's time and i will re-pick this game up in a year when they've ironed all this sort of stuff out and i have all the confidence in the world that they will mm. i think it's going to be an amazing game but it's just it's not at the moment it's it's running right now i think it's at like 70 on metacritic or something oh, okay that's higher a- than i thought then I thought it was like I thought it was like one of the worst reviewed games of all time at one point. No, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was one of the I think it was the worst Battlefield review. No way. Okay, never mind. Yeah, it's a sixty-four. Sixty-four. Okay, that's pretty bad. It's pretty bad for something that looked great, you know. And all the all the they their marketing team did a really good job at making it look amazing. (laughs) So well done to them. Yeah, it's it's a it's been a weird year. It's been it's a been really, so really weird. weird year. Like yeah. they've had, we've had games that we expected to be absolute bangers. And then the ones that we expected to be, okay, I guess. They're the ones that are coming out with nines. And like, stuff. Like, like Forza Horizon 5. Forza Horizon. And people are really enjoying Halo right now. And then everyone's like, oh, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, like Definitive Edition. That's yeah. going to be a banger. Like everyone's going to play that. Everyone's going to get nope. that. And it's Rockstar. 56. It's Rockstar. 56 so on that. They'll do a good job of it. You know, they won't cut corners. Nope. Yeah. Battlefield, same thing. Yeah. That that was that was a you know, like that should have that should have been okay, but it's not. But it, it's it's crazy. Like it's been a really strange year, like how everything's sort of backwards right now. And yeah, who knows where it's gonna go. But battlefield, yeah, I I just cannot I can't personally recommend it. Um if you do buy it, like I'd say like go and look at some streams or something, like you'll you know, and, and get some like get decent feedback and actually talk to people about it because it's it's very hit and miss. If you're an old school Battlefield player though, like you might not enjoy it. But if you're a new player coming into Battlefield, <clears throat> it might be different enough. Like you, you've got no point of reference, so it might be a good game. Uh, but for now, for me, it just it's not there. I think I saw on Twitter you posted a picture and it just looked, the, the interior was just super flat and it was just like, whoa, what's going on here? Like it looked like it was a bug almost, but yeah. I thought so too. And then I was looking at other screenshots and I was like, yeah, actually, like when you look at this, when you just wander into one of those areas where it's like the same plant pot going off like a Scooby-Doo cartoon, you know, like just going off into the distance, the same five benches just on repeat. Mm. And you're just there like, really? Like this is, this is like the world's biggest sort of AAA release in years for DICE and this is the best they could do. And so like, I don't want to hearken too hard on them. Like they're, you know, at the end of the day, they're probably under a tight deadline and all that sort of stuff. And they probably needed more time on this. And yeah. I, I respect that. But like for what we got, it's not worth the like the like the extra ten dollars that they send for like the, the cross gen bundle mm. because there's no free upgrade for that game. Um it's just it's not worth it. It's absolutely not worth it for me. Uh but yeah. Yeah Sam Sam yeah. Webster's joined us and he's just said uh, Battlefield was an instant pass at the moment. So no single player <clears> campaign. No single player same thing for you. Yeah. I just can't be bothered with no single player campaign. Even just give me, you know, just give me something. Like, mm. yeah, that is a real shame. I didn't even know that was the case. I just assumed it would have one. But um, yeah, me too. Just I, I had no idea. I thought, yeah, it'll probably come. It'll be there. It'll be like Battlefield uh, Five, right? Mm. Like, or Battlefield One as well, where they have these sort of vin- chapters, like, uh, yeah, maquette, like little 
bits of chapters from different characters in different situations. Yeah. Would have been really cool. Like like a world war surrounding like climate change and all that sort of stuff. And it's could have been really cool. Especially because they've got that game mode where you can get the 40s planes, you know, from World War Two, you know, in with the jets. I thought, well, that means they've got to have some sort of be a time portal or something, right? Yeah. Or, or yeah, some sort of elements which uses that in a single player campaign. Like why why otherwise why have yeah, it's just them? a bunch of soldiers stood there like talking and then like a portal opens up and like like Nazis come out and like, ah, oh, we figured that out yes, and stuff. And then like it's just like that's the campaign and you're like fighting. There you it's go. just like the portal opens and there's all this stuff from all these different areas. I'd play there that game. There you go. There you go. Where's that campaign? Oh yeah, man. I'd play that Bananas. game. I'd play that game. I absolutely would. <laughs> Well, um, like, but yeah, we should yeah. we should probably ship over anyway to the next. So topic do you want to do what do you want to do? Uh, Activision or do you want to do Game Awards? Yeah, Game Awards. Let's do the Game Awards. Let's first. do Game Awards. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah, it's because it, it runs with the theme of you saying it was a topsy turvy year, and I think we've gotcha. somewhat got a topsy turvy list of nominees for Game of the Year. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, Game of the Year, we've got the nominations that are out, and mm. we've got Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Yeah. And you and I both think that Forza Horizon 5 has been missed with that. Absolutely. I think yeah. that is the biggest omission for this, and that's... Um... I don't understand why it's not on this list. There is absolutely zero excuse for Forza Horizon not to be on this list. It's wildly loved. Everyone's playing it. Like They've had like 10 million users play this game. Um, journalists love it. Why is this not on Game of the Year? Yeah. I, I, I cannot fathom it. Like no, matter, no one can give me a good explanation of why this game is not on the list other than the fact that it's, it's, a, racing it's a racing game. Yeah, that's the and only thing not, I can think of. Yeah, it's not an action-adventure game which is usually favored by the game of the year sort of nominees yeah which in my opinion is not fair we should be a bit more inclusive of other sort of um game genres in yeah. my opinion and i am a huge huge fan of action adventure games they're my favorite type of video game same but yeah. in this circumstance horizon should have been here man it just Forza horizon should have been on this list and the fact that it's not is it's a disservice to the industry <laughs> i know that's a, a hard statement but that's basically how passionately I feel about this. Like it's it's just wrong. It should be on this list. It's a great game. Yeah, 100%. So that is a bit annoying. And that's a bit rubbish. <clears throat> and um, I mean, not to knock any of the other games. I've heard good things about all the other that games. Yeah, um, absolutely. They all seem to have been played really well. I, I've not actually played any of these games, which is, kind of makes me think, oh man, what have I been doing all this time? Um, yeah. But I wanted to play Deathloop. I just haven't got around to it. I wanted to play Psychonauts 2. Haven't got around to it. Um, is Resident Evil that's PlayStation isn't it exclusive is it uh, no I think no. The Village is on all of the platforms oh okay yeah, that's, just, uh, that's cross platform it's just my yeah you just missed that one that's my, just missed it and yeah Ratchet and Clank I can't play that because um, that's Xbox, uh, PlayStation exclusive so um, yeah. it's the other side how yeah. dare they mm, I'll get it eventually well, I've got shake your fist got PS4 <laughs> Pro but yeah still can't get a PS5 yeah uh, so that's interesting um, it's weird also I, I mean uh, yeah sorry go ahead Yeah, is there something to be said for not allowing uh, console exclusives 
in this list because of the problems getting hold of consoles. Like, is it fair to say these people deserve to be nominated? Not obviously the devs and the you know the studios not to blame, but the platforms themselves. Again, they're not. It's no one's fault, but. You, you, you yeah, have, I mean, you've got I to give people a chance to play the games and then get awards for for things they they couldn't experience. Yeah, I mean, two points to that. One, I mean, I don't really agree that we should ever exclude anything from whatever platform it's on because people can't get a hold of it. I guess um, that's because the opposite could be argued as well. It's just like, oh, everyone's got a mobile phone, so why aren't mobile phone games always nominated for Game of the Year because it's it's played way more than console games? So the opposite sort of agrees with that as well. True. Yeah. Um, but the I guess, like, if I don't know. I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from. It totally makes sense. But, like, the, the main problem with this and, and the main problem which I have with the Game Awards altogether is that it's not really based on how many people play these games, unfortunately. Like, that's not... That's probably why that's uh, not the metric Horizon 5's not on there, then, because, yeah. Sure. That's yeah, a metric I mean, it's, <clears throat> the way The way that they actually nominate games is through a jury of, um, of journalists. It's not actually through the gamers that often, hmm. like... Gamers have like voting power, and that's why, like, if you look at the Game Awards website, like we're looking at right now, you can like go on here and you can vote <coughs> and all this sort of stuff. But I think the nominees have only like a small fraction, like for public voting power. I think it's only a small fraction. The vast majority of the power is actually given to journalists uh, from various outlets, which is <coughs> I have a huge problem with personally. I think this is the main thing which sort of drags down the games, game awards more than anything else is the fact that journalists have so much power because mm. it's just, it's bananas to me that this list of outlets that have got to pull deals with publishers have all this power in who gets voted game of the year and stuff like this. I, I just do not agree with any of this. It, we don't do it with movies. We don't do it with music. Um, we have Academy Awards for the Oscars, which is built up of industry veterans of the movie industry. So yeah. cinematographers, directors, uh, producers, writers, etc. And the BAFTAs as well. Who get introduced. BAFTAs as well. They yeah. get introduced into the Academy every year, like a new selection of people. It's like, okay, they, these are the people that get the voting power to be in the Academy Awards. Um, in the games industry, journalists. Why? Why do journalists have so much power in this? Yeah. Like people with these strong, crazy opinions who are hyper-liberal. Like I am a liberal person myself, but like they they swing a certain way for certain games as well. There's a lot of weird opinions around this, which they shouldn't be in there. They have a lot of biases for like personal opinions. They might have great deals with certain publishers or they might have been blacklisted. Like if Kotaku are on this list, which I don't actually believe they are this year, but if Kotaku are on this list, for an example, Kotaku have been blacklisted by Ubisoft and Bethesda in the past. Right. Um, are they inclined to give a Bethesda game or a Ubisoft game any award nominations? Probs not. No. Probs not, though. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And all of this sort of spirals into this just weird ecosystem of, okay, like, wh where does this actually <clears throat> matter? And it mm. sort of it all comes to a head with games like Forza Horizon, where people usually favor action-adventure games in the games journalist space because they're their favorite games or whatever, and they're yeah. not looking at it objectively. But I don't What um, do you think about it? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think it sucks that journalists uh, get to choose. I'm fine with having like a mixture of devs and journalists just to keep the journalists in check. And yeah, it shouldn't be one group of people. Uh, you know, unless you just say it's just open for public voting and then that, that's mm. 
then that's yeah i mean but then you have your own problems with certain games oh, I agree. I, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be it shouldn't be public it shouldn't be just public because uh, you get marketing companies that can push the voting for certain games more than others and so it's whoever's got the big, biggest budget can win or you can have the opposite true where certain group of people will hate on a certain game for a certain reason and vote right. for others you know all that sort of stuff tactically and it's it, i think it should be a mixture of a group yeah people from all different aspects of the gaming industry players devs journalists you know yeah. uh, people lower down on the creative scale of things you know like people that are entry levels from across the board and it should just be a discussion of people putting their case forward as why they think this game should get this first nominated and then you know who should, who should win um yeah yeah we've had some it's just, more it's... comments from sam i don't know if you wanted to read Read those out. Yeah, sure. He says, uh, I cringe when publishers talk about our friends in the media. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, oh, high conflict of interest and inappropriate relationships. Correct. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, these people are going to do business together all the time. Yeah. And it, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like, that's this is the machine that is at work. You know, they, they are cutting deals to get exposure for their games, their products, and the outlets need the deals with the publishers because they also need the clicks on their website so they can survive. This is the ecosystem. This is how it works. But then when you start, like, asking one of them two parties, okay, um, now you need, an, a, like, an objective opinion on who should win an award, <clears throat> it's just like, is that really fair? Like, I, I cannot think of a, any situation where that's fair. And I like Jeff Keighley, like this is the thing, like the Game Awards, Jeff Keighley, like you need to doff your hat this man. Like he has done a lot for our industry and you you cannot like knock him for what he's trying to do. But what did he, what's to he, me, doing? The, what's the, he doing? Jeff Keighley is the guy that runs the Game Awards. He's also, oh. he's been around like as a journalist for a long time as well. He's a Canadian guy. Like you'd probably recognize him the second you saw a picture. Oh, okay. Like I know Keighley. He's always at E3. He's always doing shows. Um, an amazing man and who's done a lot for our industry. But in this case, I still believe there's a lot of work to be done for the games industry. And his like, and he, he was a journalist. That's probably why he's sort of lent this way. Yeah. And this is how it's come about. But I don't know. I, I just, it does not sit right with me. Like I would feel so much better if it was games developers voting on their peers, like, and just say, Hey, you can't vote on a publisher that you're, that you're working, working for. That's interesting. Fixed. But then you'd have to make oh. sure that it's uh, equal parts. You'd have to make sure. sure you get the maths right. You'd have to have the right number yeah. so that it can be equal. Yeah. And this is like, <clears> and that's <throat> a part of the academy, right? Like, that's the reason why you create like a games academy. So mm. you can sort of figure that out. And everyone that you introduce into it is like you, you vet them and you think about it. Because the games industry now has been around for about 45, 50 years. There's a lot of people floating around that have retired. What the mm. hell are they doing with that time? Yeah. Why not bring them in? They probably like, like why, why aren't... Yeah. Like, people that made old action adventure games, like, point-and-click action adventure games. Like, why aren't they voting on... Like, yeah, Forza Horizon was the Monkey awesome, Island like, dev team? Uh, they should right. just be... They <laughs> exactly. Should just, they do, should do their own awards <laughs> ceremony. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. But I, I, I just don't understand why we're not treating it the same, like, and, and giving it the serious time of day and... and, and and, and actually being a celebration for the industry. And it, it's very strange. And it, and this year, more than any other, the sort of brought to light that just purely through the nominations. When you look through these things, you're just like, I don't really get why like some of these things are in here. All other things have been excluded. Like, no offense to the ones that are included. I just think 
there's certain there's big omissions in there which well we can drill down into that so after the the next biggest one after the game of the year you could say is the best game direction and they're they're so it's basically the same lineup as game of the year except but it's got returnal in it's got returnal in it instead of um resident evil a village and so you think well did resident evil village not have good game direction then and did returnal you know have good game direction and this like we we spoke about this in the pre-show i just do not i like i cannot get my head around best direction award i don't understand it well what like what what does it mean to them it means awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design so you mean like game of the year so by it's very so by its own admission it's it's not Design is not direction. Design and direction are two different things that work to create a product. So you can't yeah. have de- design included in a decision to decide who's the, got the best direction of the game. Sure. But we, we figured it out, didn't we, Vin? We thought you could have the producers, like producer of the year award. So like a producer... Yeah, I, I think... Because this is the thing that people miss. Like We're sort of treating the games industry like a movie industry a bit too much in this respect because people think the director of a game is the end-all be-all when that's not really the case actually a lot of the time the people are steering the ship like a movie director would be would either be the producers or the creative director creative directors are usually different from the actual directors of the game yeah because they're just like looking at schedules and trying to figure out like okay we need to hit this on x date and stuff yeah producers are sort of doing the same but they're a lot more involved we need to delay on this day and release in this period and then we'll delay it that day yeah so they're just they're different beasts altogether. Yeah. Like you can't compare a, like a movie director to a games director, and you can't you absolutely cannot compare a games producer to a to a movie producer. You just can't. Yeah, like they're, they're just totally different, different things. Yeah, and when we sort of apply that in the awards, like when people say, "Oh, best game direction," it's like, what does that actually, does that mean? Like game of the year, but not game of the year. Like we're going to give this to the thing that didn't win game of the year. Yeah. It's like so, Returnal needs a nod. So we'll do, we'll put it in the game direction, like because it missed right. out. <laughs> and then in which case, why is Forza Horizon not on that list as well? Yeah. Like, and this has been going on for years. Not We've been saying this for years. Did it not have good direction? Like yeah. it looks stunning. Um, <clears throat> yeah. There was one, there was one instance of this, which really annoyed me. Like it was, God, it was years ago. It was when, um, <coughs> have played that game it was journey and the walking dead came out and love they were journey. both up for game of the year that year love walking they dead both they were both yeah both amazing Tough games yeah but this this is where like they sort of found this is where i first saw the floor in it though because they were both up for game of the year and then walking dead actually won game of the year that year and it was like all right cool and then both games were up for best indie game of the year as well and journey won it so does that mean that Journey was more indie than right. The Walking Dead, or The Walking Dead just right. felt more? Was it more a better indie game, or was it indie? a better game? Like, what? How do you even split that? Yeah, because like, okay, if Walking Dead won Game of the Year, and that's an indie game, hot take though. Journey, what's your favorite? Journey. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm a Journey fan. I yeah. love Journey. I love, I love The Walking Dead. I, Great game, but I love Journey. More. The Walking Dead, you know, that stays with me. There's that scene that I can just recount, and it's just there. It's just stuck and uh yeah i think that's the probably might have been the first game that i like properly cried to like properly just was like all in at the end balling yeah like just a baby like, yeah this is a really good game oh my god it's <laughs> playing it on my ipad I remember it yeah right um cool. sam said some more stuff uh 
His yeah, idea. Journey, never heard of it. Get out of here, Sam. You are banished. <laughs> you are banished from the podcast. Get out of here. And I'm a proper Austin Wintry. Like, I love his uh, his music. Just great soundtrack. Love yeah. it. And I mean, I'm, awesome. I'm a huge fan of Eco. Like, everyone knows that. Um, Journey is very much an eco-ish game. Like yeah. it's very much down that alley. So yeah, I can't yeah. I can't now say no. Genova Chan is just like he's one of the best game um, designers that I've been around in years. And it's it's a shame that he sort of switched to the mobile scene because I think it, like in the console scene, I think he could have done. He could have been like the next Fumito Ueda, like the the guy who directed Eco. Mm. I think he could have been like the next one of that, but like he sort of changed wins. Which more power to him. I think there's more money in mobile anyway. But yeah. Yeah, that's a it's a discussion for a different time, though, I guess. But yeah, I mean, overall though, the game awards are always <coughs> weird. They're always different, as Sam mentioned. Like the uh, what's call it? They're basically just like a massive market employee. <coughs> they're there to announce new games and and, and they are and silly and stuff. they are meaningless. But at the same time, you know, it's a celebration and people coming together. And so there are yeah. you, there are arguments for and against. And then other than that, is there anything else that sort of sticks out to you with the game nominees for anything? I'm not too sure. I mean, the fact that Forza Horizon's like nominated for best racing game like annoys the hell out of me. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, best audio design, it's got a nod there for Forza Horizon Five best audio design. So recognizing best in-game audio and sound design, and they were doing some kind of different stuff with Five over Four, like um, raycasting mm-hmm. uh, of sound. So they were seeing where the cars were in its environment and then the sound would change accordingly so if you go in a tunnel it, it you know augments it's, it's... It, just, it just deserved way more recognition like just overall like it's not in it's not in best game direction it's not in best game of the year um it's not it's not even i don't even think it got nominated for best art direction yeah it didn't no so and what that is bananas what they're doing is like amazing. they're doing some different stuff that's not been like not really been done before in that sort of package so they're doing like no, I'm not going to say groundbreaking, but they're doing like you know they're they're pushing the envelopes certainly with this co- what this console can do at the moment, um, yeah. and the fact you know they just need to get a nod for the fact that it runs so well cross gen as well like that yeah and flawless the, game yeah no barely any bugs yeah I literally have not run across a single bug no on that game I've not that one I've had a few which frame is unheard rate, of I've had a few frame rate issues very early on yeah but. That was when I kept switching between performance and uh, graphics mode just to see what the difference was, and I just have it in in performance mode now, and the, and I'm still blown away by the graphics. It's just crazy. Yeah, I've ne- I've never actually thought about this, but yeah, you're right. I mean, an open world game coming out in the middle of the holiday season without a single bug that I've come across yet. That is actually kind of incredible. Yeah. And it's not got yeah. Can you say that about any of the other games? Well, no. so I think I didn't hear anything bad about any of the games, though. To be honest, for the game. No, I guess not. But I mean, just in specific because it's um, because it's an open world game. Like they're inherently like you get bugs. <laughs> like that's just the deal. So, but yeah, uh, Sam mentioned uh, when is the cutoff? Forza Horizon Five came out very close to the nominees being announced. Right? Maybe it's uh, an el- maybe it's eligible for next year. Hmm. That would be true, Sam. But it's not because it's nominated in other categories. Like it actually oh, was so meant to be in it's this year. Able to be in it's this eligible. year? Yeah, because yeah, it is they, nominated. They just decided. Time. The journalists all got together and they're like, you know what? No, Forza Horizon Five isn't that great. You know, that's a real shame because it's, it's, it's a proper gateway uh, game I think like it's a, it's, it's a game for people that don't like racing games to get into racing games because I totally I was in that camp like I, w- I hardly ever played racing games 
And then this one came along and it's just knocked my socks off. And I'm sure it will do the same for other people as well. Yeah. So that's a real shame. And you can't say that yeah. for the others. Oh, they're possibly psychonauts too, because that is proper psychedelic and awesome. So it might get some people that aren't into oh. that sort yeah. of game. But, uh, Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that just leaves us one thing to talk about, Ben. Yeah, the, the uh, happy fun topic of Activision, how well they're doing right now. Well done. Um, it's been a very eventful couple of weeks. We really wanted to get last week done, but I was I was too sick um, because that's when it all... Yeah, we apologize for like the Debbie Downer episode, by the way, everyone. Like, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's going downhill. Falling. Now yeah. we're just going to go it's, downhill. It's not going to get better. Yeah. I, I apologize. There's nothing really going to be good. There's nothing going to be said yeah. from here on out, basically. Um, so apologies. Um, if you've been living under a rock, um, yeah, Bobby Kotick um, or Kodik, if you're from America, depending on how you like to pronounce <laughs> his name, uh, yeah. he's 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 been a naughty boy, hasn't he, Vin? Yeah, was a little bit. I've heard I've heard some uh, things about him. Like he doesn't seem like he's the best world CEO, uh, CEO or whatever. So so yeah, we had um, we had the renovation re- 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 renovation. I don't know what the word is. Revelation. Revelation that he actually wrote the letter that Fran Townsend uh, supposed like released under her name, uh, Mm. which, which in the title from Kotaku they've said is deranged. Um, He then applied, replied to his own email saying that it was tone deaf. So it's like he wrote, he wrote the email. It got sent under her name. He then. Then there was the reaction, the fallout, and it was all over in the press. He's probably- this is, yeah, I mean, there's a bit of a, like the way that the uh, article in the Wall Street Journal, which has sort of like blown all this out. I think it was the journal? Wall Street, was the journal, Wall Street yeah, journal, yeah. Yeah, they, they did an article on Bobby Kotick and all this sort of stuff, and this one sort of reinvigorated the story. Um, but yeah, the way that it's worded in the article is very ambiguous. Like it doesn't actually, I don't, I don't know if it actually says that he wrote it like word for word, like he was sat there and wrote out the whole email. I think it's well, something think about overseed. Uh, he directed it. I directed think it, was it like or that. yeah, or like paragraphed or like, uh, yeah. Which basically means that they were in a meeting. He gave the bullet points, said go off and write the email. And then it came back and then that's when he replied to it. So yeah. like, it's, it's very like ambiguous in that respect. So, and, and just, just to play to devil's fair, advocate. Yeah. 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 Not, well, not really devil's advocate, just to like, you know, give, give Activision and Bobby Kotick like benefit of the doubt and all that sort of stuff. Just to have and more. Like, deserves much of it. No. But, yeah. Just have more journalistic integrity than Kotaku did with their, <laughs> with their headlines. And, and hey, but you said it. Not yeah, me. Not some me. Of their, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Some of their, their bottom lines, some of their yeah. bottom lines that I have real issue with. Um, yeah, because I could have a few bottom lines, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, what was this? Uh, one of them that's a problem for me is... Let me just get it, because there's two. Oh, a uh, Kotaku article? Or? Kotaku articles that I have from with. Um, Bobby Kotek must resign. And the other one is, he shouldn't be considering quitting. He should have already done it. Those yeah. are the two lines I just have a problem with. Like, I don't have a problem with the sentiment. Like, I agree. He should, I think he should quit. I think he should resign. I think he's sure. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's not going to be doing, he's not going to be able to fix the culture of uh, of Activision. But he's, and even if he did, I, like we spoke about this in the pre-show, but even if he did, I don't think it would matter at this point. The yeah. sort of, the machine of social media is sort of grabbed onto the fact that the only thing that will fix this if Bobby quits. Like, yeah. and now... Even if he does fix everything, like I, I just don't think it matters. Like he's not going to wiggle his way out of this one. Unfortunately, it's just yeah. even if he stays behind, because uh, I think like he put out a statement saying um, 
said he would consider quitting if he can't fix company's culture. Like yeah. that was one of the one of the uh, quotes that we got out of I all don't of this. I understand how he thinks he can fix the culture, and everyone go, "Oh, thanks, Bobby. Thanks for all that. Uh, you did fix it. <laughs> well done. We're moving on now. You 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 know you redeemed yourself." Um, because there was the information that came out that he threatened ex-assistants uh, like to have them killed um, and mm-hmm. he he sort of pardoned someone that had been accused of sexual assault and uh, where the courts were involved and um, yeah so th- th- there's some real questionable stuff that uh, that's surrounding him um, well, and so yeah I, I agree I don't think he can stay and the, and the company uh, like succeed or do well or prosper uh i think that the the shareholders that again it keeps reporting that the, sh- the shares are affected like the shares are quite low yeah i mean there's there's a lot of weird things around that as well it's like are the shares affected because call of duty had a bad year or did call of duty have a bad year because this happened or did this happen and call of duty it's like all yeah. these questions surround it and yeah ultimately what i've sort of fell upon is that you know Maybe Call of Duty just had a bad year because it's another World War II game and Call of Duty fans really don't buy that many Call of... Like, they don't like the World War II setting as much. Yeah. Um, And next year, like, and outside of the Call of Duty thing, everything else is selling just as normal as, like, everything's fine with with Activision. People aren't voting with their wallets on this issue. Like, sorry to be blunt about it, but they're really not. Like, that's that's the deal. Uh, So... You know, like the only thing that could actually fix it are the shareholders. Like if the if the board turn around and say, yeah, Bobby, you need to go. Which I think like based off the report that's sort of coming out now is that he's he sort of got support for the majority, like of the people that he needs. And so he could remain if he wants. Like it's just about public pressure and other external pressures, which could do it, which we can get into, I guess. Um, but yes, Sam, Kotaku have a few of their own bottom feeders, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, Sam, Sam has mentioned Kotaku have a few bottom feeders. Yeah, I mean, Kotaku in like 2014, 2015 were like top of their game. They yeah. were doing great. Uh, and I don't, and I'm not talking about Jason Trier because like people know about my history with Jason Trier. I'm not like a huge fan of him. He don't um, like you. Cur- currently blogged on Twitter by Jason. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Don't care. Um, they, it's just funny. Like, I, w- I still want to get that printed and framed on my wall. <laughs> I weren't a fan of Kotaku for an article they did in 2012. I'll put it that way. Let's just <laughs> <Right>. keep that. <laughs> Inside keep joke. Mark, yeah. If anyone could Google my name and 2012 and Kotaku, then they can have yeah. a good old read of fiction if they really want to. Um, right. <laughs> maybe yeah, we'll you'll, save you'll that. find some stuff. Yeah. Maybe save that for another podcast episode. Or if anyone is interested, then you know you can comment and ask about that. Um but yeah, back to back to the topic in hand. Uh, do you think Indeed. Bobby's going to stay long? How long do you think he's going to stay? Or do you think he's going to turn things around and change the culture? Uh, I don't think it matters. Like I said at this point, I think the the social media side of it has caught onto this idea that if it doesn't matter how much Bobby fixes, like the the, the only thing that's going to fix this situation is if if Kotick leaves, and that's it. That's the only thing that matters now, and that's what they're focused on, like highly focused. And the sad thing about that. Ultimately, and the danger of that is that if, if Kotick does quit and the culture isn't changed, but people think, hey, everything's fixed, right? Sure. That's, that's the worst, that's the worst situation. And unfortunately, you know, with, that's the problem with, with the media not being... That's the problem with Kotaku doing these these things where it's obvious that to anyone reading this Kotaku, these Kotaku articles about him, right. that Kotaku have an agenda against him. 
rightly or wrongly, but it doesn't matter. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It, they the, shouldn't have that biased view on it. They shouldn't way. have the biased view on it. They should just let the reader come up with that biased view. And Kotaku should stick with just reporting what allegedly happened in the correct way. Um, problem being, because if they then do articles about Activision after the fact that Bobby's gone, it might not get enough. It might not get as much gravity as these ones are getting because people can latch on to a person to get rid of. Humans have got a great way of of, of having that. Like if we get rid of a person, sure. the problem's fixed. Like yeah. what you said. And sometimes that is true. Like sometimes yeah. that is true. But I'm yeah. not like when it comes to CEOs in particular. I'm not like they want to cut the head off the snake sort of thing. But it's not really like for the most part they're actually cutting off the tail because like the real power lies in the board a lot of the time. And unless you get rid of the whole board or like you get rid of all the management in a company, like this doesn't get fixed overnight. It just doesn't. Like one person does not affect the company this much. And it works both ways as well. Like we've had um, we've had a lot of journalists like constantly slander and completely like trying to get um, Eve Guimau from Ubisoft fired. And there's been a lot of bias around that as well. Just like rightly or wrongly, whatever, like people can form their own opinion based on the information that's out there. But like they've sort of got this agenda that you know they need to get rid of Eve and they need to get rid of Kotick and they need to get rid of these the heads of the snakes. When in actual fact, there's a lot of like things getting changed in the backgrounds behind the things. Like for all we know, Bobby Kotick might like be fixing a lot of stuff right now. He's not doing like very good at advertising that at the minute. I agree. <clears throat> yeah, and even even if he did, no one would read it and no one would write about it. Sure, because that's that's what happens at Ubisoft as well. Like a lot of stuff. Is getting fixed. A lot of good things are happening, but when all the good news comes out, it's like they sort of present it internally in terms of say, okay, like if this gets leaked, then it's sort of it's got a PR spin on it as well. But then it just never makes it to the media. Like no one ever talks about it because good news is boring news, I guess. So it's just this weird juxtaposition. So you only ever hear about the bad stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so not to give Kotick or um, Gimo like free passes on any, any of this. Yeah. Like, that's. But it's a very gray, moral, sort of weird thing that we have to deal with. And we can't just like automatically assume that, okay, if we just get rid of Kotick, we just get rid of Gimo, then it's going to be fixed like that. Yeah. It's like, it's not how it works. Yeah. It's always a culture, isn't it? You have to change a culture and a culture is based on, on people. It's like, you know, it takes a village to raise a kid. It's the same sort of mentality for like big companies, like, a lot of stuff needs to change in a lot of different ways to, to yeah. have these problems fixed. Even though what we're actually talking about in the context of a company as big as Activision is still a tiny, 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 tiny minuscule percent of people that are affected right. by these issues. Most people haven't got these issues. I don't know whether or not they're happy or sad or what, what the yeah. culture is like, but it is a tiny amount of people that have these tr tr troubles. I mean, the problems that have been reported... You know, yeah. the way there's suicide happening and the and the cameras and the sexual assault, they're all really bad, terrible things. Yeah, it's horrific. Absolutely. And it goes without saying that that still should not be happening. And yeah. anyone responsible should be out like that's not acceptable. Yeah. And the fact that these it's reported that these, you know, things are taking time and it takes long people, long time to fire these individuals is, mm. is obviously terrible. But um yeah, I don't even know what point I'm trying to make. I'm just yeah, trying no, to say I, it's, I get it's, what you're saying. What I'm trying it's to say just, is difficult. It's not easy. It's it, yeah, yeah. It's what has we, been we reported. Can't, we can't just like yeah. We can't just get the sickle out and start cutting people because as much as like that that that's cool for social media and activism and like like activism and all that sort of stuff. Like yeah, let's get rid of all these bad people. Yeah. Um, if you do that, like you've still got this. the systems in place that let them get away with this stuff. So you you still not you're not closing the door. You need 
Yeah, you yeah. need cultural and if you, change. And if you just fire them with like very little evidence, like if you don't go through the system and actually do this properly, yeah. you might actually be setting up systems to protect these people, yeah. to actually protect them in the future. Yeah. Because if they're like, I was wrongfully fired because of a rumor that was set up about me. Then and you that get rumor a court could case. have all yeah. of, right, you get a court case, they win, they get their jobs back and they get to remain. Yeah. And then it creates a system where it's like, oh, we actually can't fire anyone because of X, Y, and Z, because this happened in the past with a court case and they won. And then all these people are just suddenly protected and they're integrated and they don't move. Unfair and dismissal then, is really quite, um, it's an interesting one because if you, you need proof. And so if HR are going, we're firing you for this reason, and there's no evidence on the contrary, then be concrete. Yeah, you you can you easily let yourself open up for for a court case there, yeah. which might be why it's difficult to fire these people. Not sure. Absol- and that that is absolutely what it is. Yeah. But like they don't report on that. Like journalists don't talk about this. They just like look how bad this evil person is. Like here's a picture of his face looking all happy with a load of money in the background. You know, like they always do the same thing. Like how many pictures have you seen of Bobby Kotick with like dollar signs in the background? <laughs> all the time, right? And it's like, oh, like I get the evil billionaire like spiel. Like I get it, but. Let's take a step back and actually see, can we fire this man? Yeah. <laughs> you know, for one. Yeah. And can, can we HR fire all the people? Find anything for it. Um, Sam yeah. said, Bobby Kotick leaving. Remember how things got better when David Cameron was replaced by Theresa May and then Boris Johnson. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> for yeah. the UK listeners, yeah, we'll probably get that. For America, yeah, it's, it's same thing when, or, or Canadian. Yeah, when, when, Trump, when Trump took over. When Trump got took better, over, right? I think got better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Biden fixed everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's 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 a very strange thing, but like I I agree. I think Kotick should be gone. Like the fact that the um, employees <laughs> kind of want it. Like not again. Like you're talking about like very few percentage of people are getting affected. I think it was up to like fifteen hundred people had signed a petition internally at Activision Blizzard mm. to remove Kotick. Mm. But again, that's a very that's so actually quite not a low a majority, low percentage, not a majority I'm, of the developers. I'm guessing. I don't know. I can only surmise, but. My thought is that the majority of people just want to get on with the work and just keep their heads down and stay out of this as much as possible because there's lots of stuff flying around from complete... I've seen, you know, stuff where people can tweet something innocently, meant innocently in an innocent way, and then they just get hijacked with with information, you know, know, from people that have got an agenda. So, yeah, I can understand that people will be wanting to um, keep their heads down. It's tough, man. It's really tough to be in a company which has gone through this sort of um, scandal, just like in terms of morale and like your your mental state. Like you can't actually physically work a lot of the time. Like I've heard from people at work in Activision um, this week where like they actually got last week off because they were just given the week off because they people just weren't working. Like they couldn't focus wow. because of all the news stories that were coming out. And really, can you blame them? No. Probably not. So like it's this sort of thing like as a developer like even though it's not directly affecting you people are like well you didn't cause this you're 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 the people that we care about this is why there's so much outrage around this because we care about you the developer but they don't really like they just they care about like the story of Activision like the giant and like how that all gets affected and stuff. Because... They want to be seen as the David taking down the Goliath and they want to get sure. rallied yeah, behind a cause and yeah. They got yeah, the outcome's the same, and it's still, it's still like, you know, I, I understand why people feel passionately about yeah, that. But yeah. at the end of the day, like the people that you've got to remember in this whole situation is the developers. Yeah. Like if you know anyone that works at Activision Blizzard, like reach out to them, like, hey, must really suck. 
like yeah you're still killing it support like offer support don't offer anger that's the best thing like offer a you know someone to talk to offer your time don't offer attacking is you know has its place and on social media it's 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 a lose-lose yeah i mean you're just you're shouting into the void at at certain points i mean Mm. because this is the ultimate thing that i sort of wanted to get to because like no matter how much outrage there is on social media like it certainly does help social media and and um, the developers write in certain things to but like still not the majority the board holders aren't gonna shift they've pretty much said that publicly already yeah um that they support Kotick and they, they support him staying yeah the only thing that i've seen really the thing that's really shifting anything was when i think it was started by phil spencer was the first one that really came out and took yeah. a stand so yeah phil um, spencer and also uh yeah uh, nintendo as well of have said Nintendo and yeah I think like PlayStation have also put out a statement but it's a little lighter handed because they're yeah yeah they're saying we don't agree with this they shouldn't do this and like they're they're just basically condemning it they're not really I think they were like the wording was something like they're concerned by what's what they're hearing I think that's kind of the wording yeah Phil Phil Spencer was the one that came out with the sickle though he basically said um, we're going to review we're going to review our sort of business choices with Activision Blizzard going forward. Yeah. And when that, like people think, yeah, that's an innocuous sort of thing. The board at Activision Blizzard all sat up when Phil Spencer said that. Because mm. that is a lot of money we're talking about. We're talking yeah. a third of the games industry just basically said, hey, we might not be doing any business with you anymore. And then if PlayStation say, yeah, we're concerned and PlayStation are a main partner with Activision PlayStation Blizzard. don't want to be you know playstation you know if if the moral you know high ground is with not doing business activision sony kind of almost feels kind of like you know he probably didn't it it probably wasn't any business talk he's he's turning down a lot of money by saying that oh yeah yeah, yeah. um so it was kind of like a righteous thing to do if sony sony then don't want to be seen as the bad guy yeah they sort of have with to respond they right? kind of have to yeah. so like that's kind of probably why they had that more subtle you know concerned after Phil Spencer said had that. Yeah, there's, I think there's a multiple multitude of reasons why Sony are a bit lighter-handed with that. I think because um, they've obviously got deep sort of uh, deals with Call of Duty and stuff. And Call of Duty is a massive IP. It's a huge franchise. People mm. remember that. Yeah. Warzone and Call of Duty franchise every year. Multi-millions. Bring in a hundreds lot of money. Of yeah, hundreds of millions. Hundreds and hundreds of millions. Oh, we're talking a lot of money. Like it's not something that they can just like SJW out of the window. Like they can't do it. Um, they've got to they've got to do this properly, like in terms of business sense. So, like, I get that side of it, but also like there's there's been like a few rumors around like crunch and stuff like at, at Sony Studios over recent years. Yeah, this could turn around to bite them. Like if they're, if they're <coughs> kind of, like come out of the gate saying that this moral sort of arbiter of, of of social justice and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, and um, if they actually come out and say all of this, yeah, and they've got bad crunch and they've got all these issues as well, and it comes out in the press that X, Y, and Z is happening they're just going to look like idiots Mm. and it's going to be really bad business for them so like the fact that they've taken a cautionary stance on this is sort of it's a little bit telling as well so it's a little bit worrying but yeah i mean also you know we know this is kotaku have got this sort of uh you know they've got their teeth out now kotaku this sort of different media company it's smelt blood after after this is all over and finished like who are they going to have to be as angry at next (laughs) EA. EA and X. EA and X. Okay, it all, fine. It all goes around. Now, this is the thing. Like, third-party studios especially, like our third-party publishers, sorry, they 
they just they take it in turns going through the ringer. I know mm. this sound like I don't mean to be blase about it. Obviously, these are very serious accusations yeah. and we need to take them seriously. Um, but it does seem to happen a lot more in third parties. But the media has the, a cycle. Yeah, it's the media yeah. cycle, isn't it? Yeah. Like a few years ago, like EA are on the back end of this. Like they had a really bad like few years ago. With the loot boxes. After, like, yeah, the loot boxes, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, like when all that happened. Yeah. And just like the surrounding culture around EA and how it was always crunching, all they cared about was money, mm. all that sort of stuff. They had bad news cycle. Ubisoft obviously last year had it. Mm. Activision Blizzard got it this year. Um, Bethesda have just been absorbed by Xbox, so they might dodge it from now on. But yeah. it's just this weird, you know, like this thing with third parties that just happens around it because they they need to worry about money. They need to worry about getting the project out because they need because the bottom line matters. Like it, it's the difference between you know laying people off and and closing the studio and, and being really successful and everyone being happy. So they've got to they've got to be a bit more number crunchy. So it's always bad for consumers in that respect, but mm. it's just the way of the industry. It's it's unfortunate. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what happens then. I think he's not yeah. going to be here for long. I don't think so. But I'm surprised. I think the Phil Spencer thing was that was the first nail in the coffin. I think yeah, that's the when I like all the other stuff was sort of like yeah, it's just noise. Like it's more social media noise. Yeah, it's just like employees have written letters before like yeah they've, they've walked out this. before yeah things haven't changed they've done walkouts like at riot games last year that was another thing um they had walkouts last year for crunch and and uh equal pay for women and stuff like that yeah. same thing just disappeared mm. no one no one remembers it anymore like it's gone like did they fix anything no one knows <laughs> like i don't know like i didn't look it up i yeah. wasn't i wasn't tweeting about all that that's not a good news about. article like riot games have kind of slowly done stuff to help people I guess. Yeah, right. Games are fixed. Like you're never going to read that article because they don't cover it. Like they, because people don't care. Yeah, and it's not just the journalists don't care. It's a difficult Readers thing to. Care. Yeah, it's it's easy to smear someone. It's difficult to, uh, like confirm worthy praise. I guess it's more difficult yeah. to. Yeah, that's yeah. You're right. Yeah. Unless you're Keanu Reeves, then you can always get praise. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because he's still got praise. He's still he he dodged all of the cyberpunk stuff. Like. He didn't get scathed by any of that stuff. Yeah. The fact it's, it's funny. Like, I love Keanu Reeves. Don't get me wrong. All yeah. his movies are great. Um, I really like what he does. He's not the world's best actor, but it's it's always funny. Like, even when he does poor acting, he still gets praised. He's, he's just one of those people that just, because he's such a genuine, nice guy. Yeah. Like, we need that in the games industry, you know? I think Kojima is kind of like that. We need more. Yeah. Like, we need more Keanu Reeves. Everyone likes Kojima. And Kojima. Even though, like, some of his. Yeah, some of his games are just completely wacky and just like, why is he? Why is he naked and running through a hallway? Okay, never mind. Like you just let things go because never Kojima, mind. He's right? a nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's Kojima. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I think the world would be better if 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 more devs were like us. I think the world would be better. What do you think? Yeah, we're 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 just the best people in the world, Chris. That's yeah, all. that's why. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Yep, I agree. <laughs> yep. That's probably a good, uh, good, good way to end. If, if you agree, if you think we are the best people in the world, then please. Yeah, like, uh, please. Like, I know subscribe. a lot of negative comments. Like, I would really like to hear other people's sort of opinions on this. Like, negative or positive or whatever. Like, do you think we're absolutely crazy? Like, forgive it. Like, I know I give more people, like, the balance sort of opinion, and I don't, I don't mean to be – I'm not trying to protect these people or, it's, like, defend them in any way. Yeah. It's just – there's very much, there's two sides to this coin, which isn't discussed enough, in yeah. my opinion. I Especially in mainstream media. Like, there is no, yeah. uh, there's no holding back or no reservation. There's no other side of the coin uh, reported yeah. at all. 
Yeah, and it was it was nice actually to see. Well, not nice. It's a terrible word to use. Um, it was it was good to see. I should say. Yeah, it was good to see the Wall the Wall Street Journal um, write an article versus another news outlet. Yes, it was it was nice to see that because it was taken more. Like it was very matter of factly, like it was actually laid out better. I yeah. thought like there were still issues in the Wall Street Journal article, in my opinion. Like it was still very like they they use certain words very liberally. The phrases that again regurgitated by the other yeah. press. Yeah, yeah. Because they they still need to tell a story. I get that, especially when it's a huge op head like this. Um, but it still it, it felt a lot better than what like we'd gotten before. It, it felt more coherent and actually like, okay, now I understand where this is coming from. So yeah, still still a ways to go, but I know, like this. This is just a repeating topic for us to sort of trash journalists in general. But <laughs> that's that's sort of like the world that we live in. Yeah, yeah. But like Sam says, he, uh, uh, Kotick will be wiping his tears with massive piles of money. He'll get to walk away with. Yeah, he can go and cry <laughs> yeah. in his private yeah. jet and hire another yeah, assistant. And, and yeah, yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be right. He's taken a pay cut apparently already. So bless him. Bless oh him. god, how 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 much that must hurt. So have but, a tight Christmas yeah. this year. I oh, know he can only spend five million on on his family. <laughs> anyway, that's a pretty good place to to wrap up with that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but please like uh, like comment and subscribe. Uh, please comment. Let us know what your opinions are on these uh, negative stories from this week. Anyway, apart from Halo, because Halo is awesome. And yeah, if you loved Halo, then big it up. Or any other games that you know we've not we've you know why aren't they talking about this game? Then please let us know and yeah. Let us know what your game of the year nominations would be, like which we're missing, what do you yeah. think should be in there. Well, no, don't don't tell us what you don't think should be in there because they all deserve to be in there, I guess. But please tell tell us what omissions yeah. you you would have preferred. How much have. larger the amount of nominations should be? Yeah, let us know. Should be twenty nominations. <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay. But, yeah, I guess we should leave it there. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, again, like, subscribe, comment, uh, hit the bell icon so you can be notified when we do go live. Yep. Usually go live every Sunday. Might be a bit shaky over the next couple of weeks because I am, uh, as you can see by the boxes behind me, if you're looking at the video version, I am moving. Yep. So uh, that should be happening pretty soon anyway. But yeah, we'll, we'll try and get on every Sunday either way. But we've also got another dev update coming in the next couple of weeks at some point, I'm sure. Uh, Sam is also listening right now. Sam. Sam, couple of weeks, get on it. Couple of weeks, yeah. I need, I, I need your pixel art stat. <laughs> make, sure, make sure it's finished. So yeah, if you did enjoy like the solo dev round table, which we did a couple of weeks ago, and if you haven't watched it, then you should go watch it on our YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, and yeah, we'll be doing another one soon. But in the meantime, until next time, Chris, where where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter, I am at Acrylic Pixel, where I put my game dev stuff up on there. And I've also got my own YouTube channel, Acrylic Pixel, where I've done a few of the game dev stuff on there. Also, where can we find yeah. your stuff in? Yep, you can find me on ArtStation uh, if you're into concept art, which is Vin Hill Art. You can find me on there. Um, there's, there's probably more stuff coming. I've got Rainbow Six Extraction stuff coming up soon. I think whenever that game comes out, like it'll be around that sort of I can't wait for well. that I can't wait to see your art for Rainbow Six I absolutely can't wait for that because people are probably going to trash it no I can't wait that's well, what I people do right wait. well I can't wait anyway <laughs> I can't wait I'm looking I'm looking forward to it I think it, I think it's going to be decent but yeah. we'll see we'll see how it goes um, but yeah you can also find me on Twitter I am at Hillfort Games uh, all my indie stuff is normally on there so if you're into indie game stuff then yeah give me a follow and a like and other than that like you'll find us on here again next Sunday until next time Peace. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.